You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 15, Episode 3, titled The Queer After. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two heavenly co-hosts. First, from the podcast Bravo, Bravo, Effing Bravo, please say... You were underwhelming. You weren't as good as everybody else. To Nathan (laughs) Patrick Brown. Hello, Nathan. Hi, Joe. Have you been? Go underwhelming, apparently. But no, I've been. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did take a peek at the um, at the uh, Discord's live viewing of the show, and they had some really good suggestions for for clip zero. But since I always like it to keep be a surprise, I was like, well, now I can't use those clips. They were good though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking of from Bloody from Bloody Podcast. From Bloody Podcast, please say... That bitch honestly would in somebody's station. To Lori Rock and Cal- Nathan, especially <laughs> after that Just Between Us Girl, do you disagree with that statement that Lori would shit in somebody's station? You won't hear any disagreements from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lori, how are you? Good, I just shit in someone's station. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel clear. Yeah, you feel really, really clear. Uh, yeah. What Lori was talking about, what I was talking about, is, you know, we do a show called Just Between Us Girls, and you can only find, actually you can find it in two places. You can find that uh, on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia at the, at the executive tier level and above. Or you could just pay like five or six bucks on iTunes, uh, and you get Just Between Us Girls at the exact same time that everybody else gets it. So there's that. So we've covered the Patreon. We've covered the iTunes private feed. You don't got to deal with Patreon. Got to scroll up and use your Apple Pay or whatever you do to pay for it. And the other thing, too, is we tested it out last week. It went really well. Now we're opening it to the public. There's been a little secret that I've never talked about on this show. Nathan might know what I'm talking about. Maybe not. But um, for years, we had this service we used called Mixler. Mixler.com slash Afterthought Media. And I never really talked about it because it was open to the public, but it was really a benefit for Patreon supporters, but the public could listen. So uh, I've recently gone back to Mixler. We didn't do it for a while. And now we're back and we're doing Bring It to the Runway with Christian and Robert and myself live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern live on mixler.com slash afterthought media it, it costs nothing to listen live you can chat with everybody else you can interact with me and robert and christian and listen live very simple they have a really good app that you can put on your phone and listen live and you can interact live on your app on your phone on your app on anywhere just mixer.com and then the station if you use the app is afterthought media so every tuesday at 5 p.m now by the way if you just get it and subscribe to our channel you will get alerts, email alerts about when we're live. Because I've been toying with also going live just for a little bit after I watched the show. I didn't do it this Friday because, like, there's not really much to say. Once again, Mixer.com slash Afterthought Amedia. Um, all right, let's jump right into it. This week, the queens promote their own versions of Drag Queen Heaven. And on the runway, the category is Metallica. Sasha Colby's named a winner of the challenge, while Princess Poppy and Amethyst square off in a lip-sync battle for their lives. Amethyst was told, Shantae, you stay, while Princess Poppy was asked to sashay away. Uh, ladies, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Let's start with our special guest. You know, I forgot to mention this last week. We have a rotating set of guest co-hosts. 
you know, we had Robert the first day, Jay Ellis the second time. So for episode three, we have Lori Rockingham. Hello, Lori. What what are the two things I like about the episode? The one thing you did not. Hello. Uh, I will say that I like the looks. I thought the looks were fun mm-hmm. for the most part. I also liked the the show. I guess <laughs> you liked the show. Okay. And uh, what I didn't like was the challenge. I thought the sure. challenge was super boring and yeah. almost all of the videos made zero sense. Okay. Um, so, well, yeah. yeah. Nathan? Um, I liked T.S. Madison on the judging panel. I thought it was nice to have a break from the standard Carson Ross rotation. And I'm just happy to see her there. I think she'll be good to have as like a regular like guest co-host, just like Laurie. And the other thing I liked- was the runtime. Now, I know that's controversial, like, because I've seen people on Twitter just blowing up saying it was so rushed, but I thought it was great to not to have to watch, like, everything in rehearsal for the challenge and then watch it again when they show us the acting videos. Like, yeah. I loved it. Loved that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I didn't, it's sort of nitpicky, but I did not like Selena's runway look and... The fact that I was batting so hard for Selena is why I'm yeah. so disappointed because she's not really brought any looks that have been any good. So I'm a bit yeah. disappointed in her. And I'm, yeah, starting yeah. to, starting to suspect maybe I have overdone it with my love for her from the Meet the Queens. I think the most shocking, one of the most shocking things I heard this week, um, was that Selena as titties, not Mexican. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not Wait, Mexican. What? Yeah. Wait, what is she? She's Honduran. Oh, okay. But she's she's using a she's she's you know strutting. A, she's working a Mexican aesthetic. But yeah, not Mexican. Oh, that's that's wild. That's and like, not yeah, from Los wild. Angeles, from San Francisco. What? Yeah. So many things that are yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Selena S. Catfishies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay, here's the things I liked about the episode. Yeah, I found it, I, I struggled with this one. I liked a lot of the looks. You know, not all of them, but a lot of the looks I did like, you know. I agree with you, Nathan. I think it's a perfect length. I think nothing was lost. I was talking to someone earlier today, and they were, they thought it was too short. And let me give you my argument why I don't think it was. And then the thing I didn't like was, I don't feel this was an acting challenge. Maybe this is a good thing, but I don't feel like really anyone showed that they were good at the acting challenges on this one. I think everybody seemed mediocre at the acting challenges. I sure hope they're in a lot of acting challenges uh, this season. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to let's tackle the length right now because it has nothing to do with any plot line of the show. A lot of people, a lot of people are very angry about the length. And uh, what I would say is, I'm, I promise you, I promise you, whoever's listening, you did not miss anything really good. I'm, t- I'm telling you, you probably saw really the best stuff. Uh, on the show. The one thing I would say is, okay, maybe the runway was a little short. It probably could have been, it could have benefited from being two or three minutes longer, but that's more of a MTV thing about how much commercial time they want. I wouldn't extend it another half an hour. And we have 15 queens. So like that problem will yeah. get better as the that season goes on. That problem will get better as the season goes on. That problem will get better. Uh, I do, everyone wonders how they're going to handle two snatch games next week. Uh, we'll find out. But the one thing I will say, I know they're not doing it next week, is I don't know why there can't be a medium for like seasons like seven, eight, nine, or something like that, or whatever, whenever, until they went to the full hour and a half show, they would do a mix. So they would do mostly one hour episodes with a few special supersized episodes thrown in. I don't know why they can't do that again. Well, I know they mm. can't because of this stupid, um, gays the real friends of west hollywood uh so anyway uh i just feel it's been a mix nathan what have your been your thoughts on the hour-long episode i thought this episode was perfectly timed honestly yeah in re- I, I mean in that i didn't feel it was rushed there were a few moments where they were sort of writing the scripts where like in defense of sugar she was coming off as super annoying but you could sort of tell that they were just cutting everything she said and squeezing it together to cut out the other people's interactions so I think they were intentionally making her look more annoying than it was. I thought she had some good points, actually. So, mm-hmm. I think in that respect, like, if that had more room to breathe, maybe it would have come across better. But then that, yeah, we blew through the runway. I was fine with that because there's 14 people. But then we have that mirror moment that went for 23 minutes. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where it didn't feel balanced for me. 
Lori, what about you? What are your thoughts? How do you like the length of the episode, Lori? I thought, I mean, to be honest with you, I loved this episode because it, I felt like it was shorter, but I still felt like there was stuff that they didn't need to have in the episode. Mm-hmm. Like there were still moments where I was like, okay, you could have cut that. We could have cut this shorter. <laughs> we could have cut this shorter. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I don't think that the longer episodes, I don't feel like are really ever were given like amazing in you know, in the, the things that are great, they'll put in the episode. Yeah. So you see, the problem is when you get stuck in these ruts, I've said this about drag race for a while is they're basically stuck in a rut that would require some major painful cuts to get out of this rut is they can't think outside the box. Uh, it's impossible as an organization to think outside the box because actually the thing that you do is any stuff that you were on the fence about whether it should make the hour long episode could go into untucked. You could do mm. a longer runway in untucked. You oh, could yeah. do, yeah, you know, you could do, you, you use untucked for like, oh, there was this moment. They used to do it in the really old ones. Um, there was this moment on the show that we didn't make it to the show, but that was really interesting. That could go on untucked. And, and then you can only show that, and then you could leave, that leaves you not having to fill an entire, half an hour of them just licking each other's ass uh, the entire time. Use it sort of as a, here's what happened behind the scenes, but also here's stuff that didn't make it in the episode, but that was really good. And so... Uh, I think that's a great idea. You should pitch that. Yeah, but they can't... As an organization, they can't do that. They Not that they not allowed to. I think if you, you have a lot of people who've been there a very long time, and they're very like, well, that's not how we do things. You know, like there's one guy who <laughs> since the dawn of time has written all their stupid scripts and he that's his thing. He doesn't want to give it up. Yeah. That's sort of the poison that happens with these kinds of shows that have been around for 15 seasons is they become a family. And sometimes you need to like fire everybody and bring in a new bring in fresh blood to have new ideas. And they yeah. can't do it because they're all family, you know. And so, yeah. Yeah. Then they get stuck in this rut, and then the show... Well, not know if the show's going to get canceled, but then the show does not get better. It's, uh... Basically, I'm, I'm calling for term limits on Drag Race. All right, let's move on. After Irene's elimination, the queens bid farewell to Irene and get the tea on Amethyst and Robin's romantic relationship. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge. It's an acting challenge titled The Queer After. In three teams, the queens will create infomercials depicting their version of the afterlife. Anitra and Amethyst are named team captains and each take a turn casting their commercials, leaving five girls as the leftovers. But um, what did you think of all this moving forward? Let's start with you, Nathan. What did you think? I really liked how they divided the teams just mm-hmm. on teams because I thought that was a fun way to do it where like one queen picks four and then the other or five and the other queen picks five and then there's just the leftovers. I thought that was like a, yeah. a fun new dynamic instead of like going one by one. And then you just don't have one person also. You don't have one person who feels like shit. Yeah, yeah. And I loved that Amethyst, like, intentionally split up the twins. I thought that was good producing from Amethyst. Um, and the thing with this whole segment, though, that was making me laugh was how they kept in every single thing that Princess Poppy said that was just indicating that she's next to go. Like, when she was like, mm-hmm. yes. fuck you, Irene, you were first out, sucked in. And then she was like, see you, losers. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, babe, <laughs> you are yeah. building yourself up for an epic fail. Yeah. I think RuPaul at that moment was like, I'm kicking her off. Yes, <laughs> like, I think so. Yeah. Like, she's like, that's going to come back. That's going to come back to bite you. Don't write the script for them. Don't write the script for them. Lori, what about you? What were your big thoughts and everything that happened? Yeah, I loved it because like Nathan said, you don't have one person at the end that feels like shit. You have five people at the end that feel like shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was great because it was like, it almost kind of became like a rallying cry. I, I just wish they would have used that as momentum. I, I, it started off with such great promise in the picking of the teams. I thought, oh, okay, here we go. The leftovers are going to be like, they're going to be the ones that come back and they do a great job. And it just didn't, it didn't turn out that way. Since we're talking about the leftovers, let's talk about who they are. They're Jax, Sugar, Robin Fierce, Mistress Isabel Brooks, and Malaysia Baby Doll Fox were the leftovers. All right. Any other thoughts? Did we capture everything? Nathan, you have something to say? Um, Yeah. So what did you guys think of Lucy? Like after the elimination, she was like, I am so angry that I was in the bottom. I disagree. And I'm thinking, watch yourself back. I know. Like, I know. Yeah. She was like, this is lighting a fire. And I'm like, you weren't misunderstood. You were shit. Let's, let's, let's see. Let's, let's. 
Yeah, she has a really annoying voice. Did we talk about that too? <laughs> we can. Star and I got in a little bit of an argument because Star is adamant, adamant that Lucy is a trans man. Adamant. Okay. And I, I was like, I we I looked online and I couldn't find anything, and I was like, no, it, it's he's just a a more effeminate man. Like it, that's fine. And she's like, but his face is so smooth and, and so fem, and I'm like. Are you, do you want to fuck Lucy? Like, what's going on? Well, so. I don't think that was the face that he was born with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, that could be true. But also, look, here's the deal. If there was a trans man, as we saw with Gottmik, they would be promoting that shit like nobody's business. That's what I, yeah, that's what I was over saying. Over and before the show, after the show, on the show. And Lucy would be saying stuff. Lucy yes. would be like, as a trans man. Yes. Like every, that's yes. how they would start their sentence. Yes. And the first mirror message would have been like, <laughs> them. So Lucy, did you ever get anything, any kind of uh, flack for being a trans man? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I did actually. So yeah, I we I mean we genuinely got into a fight because L- L- Star was adamant that this was the case, and I was like, no. By the way, last week we were talking about Nathan. You were saying, oh, uh, Robin Fierce and Amethyst dated. Yeah, and I was like, they did, and you were like, nobody said because nobody watched Untucked that they talked about it on Untucked. Oh yeah, I did watch Untucked, but I did I yeah didn't do a close watch. Yeah. Well, I I also love how Robin was like, if you want to know what happened, ask Amethyst, because I'm not talking about it. And literally the next, <laughs> like, they talk mm-hmm. about it. And I'm like, oh, my God. By the way, there was nothing to it. They were like, yeah, it's not going to get them further in the competition. Yeah. 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 All right. And then uh, the next day, we said, oh, they walk in and Anitra's doing that duck walk. And they're like, you better walk this fucking duck. And I'm like, <sighs> it's going to happen every episode. Yeah, it's the fetch of this year. Every year, there's a fetch. Yeah. And this is the fetch now. The fetch is the duck walk. Well, you know, there was that controversy this week. I don't know if you saw this with uh, Aja LaBeja saying, coming out and saying that that wasn't a real duck walk. She was calling it a... Noging. A noging. Thank you. That she wasn't voguing correctly and whatnot. And then everyone started fighting back. I'm like, oh, these bitches have nothing to fight about. <laughs> oh, how about the part when they were picking teams and... Uh, whoever, Lucy LaDuca is on whose team? Let me see. Lucy was... Amethyst, because she said Lulu Duduku. <laughs> she said Lulu, and then Lucy was like, it's, uh, thank you, <laughs> it's Lucy LaDuca, and like looking back at RuPaul, and I was like, okay, bitch, she knows your name, okay? Well, she's not going to remember it, but she knows well, yeah, it for RuPaul, the moment. Yeah, yeah. You know what? No. You could tattoo your name on RuPaul's eyeballs, and she will not know your name. <laughs> she won't know you. I don't know how she'd see that if it was tattooed on her eyeballs, yeah. but, uh, yeah, no. And also what I love is that, uh, Amethyst goes, my great pal, Lulu Ledoux. Yeah. <laughs> it just reminds me of being introduced in stand-up of like, this lady's very <laughs> funny. We're great friends. Lorraine <laughs> Riginap. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. In the workroom, the teams get to work creating their infomercials. Team Anitra cast Sasha Colby as God. Team Amethyst manages, imagines a Dolly Parton run heaven. And Team Leftovers finds out Jax has named herself the leader. Lori, let's start with you. Any thoughts on anything that happened in the workroom? Oh, my God. I actually, later on, will agree with Mistress about this Jax moment where she moves. Uh, was it Sugar? Mm-hmm. She moves Sugar. I would have... I would have literally, when she was like, I'm going to move you over here, I would have been like, do it, bitch. It was a really bad look for Jax, this whole episode. 100%. I want, I would love to have a moment with Jax where I go, I want you to sit down and I Mm -hmm. want you to tell me exactly what you fucking wrote. Because she kept saying, I wrote the script. And it's like, what the fuck was the script? Uh, yeah, like, I, well, I wouldn't even brag about that. I know. No way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she kept saying, we're going to write everything down. It's like, what? What are you writing down? What's the thing? What is this about? Like, it was so it was so stupid. Well, it seems what happened. This is my guess. We can talk about this when we get to the filming thing. But it seems like what Jax was doing may have been, let's write what everyone's ideas are. And then you do your thing. You do your thing. You do your thing. You'll do your thing. I'll do my thing. And I think that made it very confusing. Yeah. Because that's not, you, you can't perform that way. Yeah. What I thought was so funny was when 
um, Jax was doing that at the table and mistress in confessional was like, fine. Okay, Jax, I guess I'll step aside and you can be team leader. And I was thinking, when did mistress get promoted as team leader in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a very Joe Batan thing. To do. That's probably the thing that's most like me and mistress Isabel Brooks <laughs> is that they just assume they're the leader. You know, um, yeah, you know, what's so funny is, you know, last week I said that I wish the twins would drown. Yes. And I think like mistress Isabel Brooks, is I've sort of come around, not that I like them, not that I like them, actually I have some negative things to say about them this week and some critiques to give, but I just don't wish they would drown now. They're just in the general, I mean, different to your category. They're young. Yeah, they're yeah, young yeah. and they're well, dumb. Here's what I'll say. Flucum. Is you can be a narcissist like Sugar is and just think everybody wants to hear her talk and talk and talk and talk, but also a good person. And so I think Sugar was being... A little annoying, but I don't know why Jax was like, well, then I have to be the one who step in and now I'm the leader. Yeah. And because I actually think Sugar was being like a little bit funny. Like her ideas were funnier than the others. Like when she did the cracked out Beyonce bit, like I thought I could, I could see that, you know, that was yeah. at least an idea. Whereas everyone else was just putting mm-hmm. forward. I don't know what. I was just saying no one was adding on, you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like one of the things that makes these collaborative uh, writing sessions or, or sessions so good and it helps with uh, filming is that people, you, you, you know, they won't necessarily say, no, that's a bad idea. They'll say, let's, let's add on or let's focus. Or I will even say mistress did a good job or she was like, Hey, I, I like where your head's at. I love your enthusiasm, but we need to keep it geared toward being gay. You know, whether you disagree with that or not, I think that's a good thing that she was sort of like, she was more steering her in the right direction. But Jax was just like, no, we won't, we're not going to talk about anything. We're just going to, you're going to say what you're going to do and I'm going to write it down. Well, I think Jax is right in that the other two groups had a natural born leader, not natural born, but a, a, a leader in place in that uh, Anitra and Amethyst were the people who picked the people. So they were seen as the leader. Whether or not they were the leader, there was a person to look to. Whereas Team Leftovers didn't, and look, I'm not saying that they should have thought of this. Who would think of this in, in the moment? But they probably should have chosen someone to be the leader, just voted on someone to at least be yeah. like the the person who's like the Jax, what Jax was thinking he was doing. But it was just offensive that Jax decided he was the one who was going to do it without anybody asking and pushing Sugar aside. Which, by the way, the one thing I'll say about the twins is... Yes, they're annoying, and yes, they talk a lot. But the one thing I'll give them is you can kind of tell that they've been used to being told to shut up. And then if you push back a little bit, then I don't think they're going to really fight you. And they'll be like, oh, okay, I'll just, oh, all right, you're right, you're right, you're right. As long as you give them their turn. Like, if you say, oh, yeah. wait your turn, sugar, you know, mm-hmm. I think she'd be really yeah. cool. I think, I actually do think they're good team players. At the initial impression you would think is that they wouldn't be, but I actually think that what we saw... Uh, is that they are actually team players, but Jax didn't yeah. make her say, let's make this a team effort. She no. shut her out completely. Yeah. She moved her, and which I thought was so, it was so degrading. And it yeah. was just so rude for no reason. I mean, she's just genuinely excited and she wants to talk ideas. And instead of saying, I love your enthusiasm and let's, let's take it, you know, let's slow it down a little bit yes. or doing something productive. Mm-hmm. She goes, I'm going to move you over here because you're driving me insane. Yes. I yes. would have been like, fuck you. I'm staying oh, right no. here. And if you want to move me, you got, you're going to have to do it. <laughs> yes. yeah, we, I we will know. stomp on your four foot yes. five bitch ass frame. Yes. We, we heard, uh, <laughs> and just between us girls, I want to say a couple of things. One, I want to give major props to Spice, believe it or not, for choosing that shirt that looked crazily like her real skin. Like it matched her. I was like, is she, is she wearing just a no tatted shirt? Is she just, all tatted up and this is her like body like it looks so much like her real skin it was distracting and also i want to come back to this thing that came up last week why do the twins think they're the only one that they think they have this secret language that no one else has you remember that part where like someone actually tells spice i can't remember it lucy <laughs> lucy goes to spice and says look i don't think your sister's really having a really good time and she goes what Oh, you're right. She's not. And then Sugar's face is like literally like droopy, like mouth <laughs> agape. And she goes, my sister and I have this thing. We can tell when the <laughs> other one's pissed off. I can tell. When she's-. I'm like, really? Because the world can see yeah. that she's really pissed off. 
Yeah. That's that's twins, though. My mom one time. That's right. Your mom's a twin. My mom and my aunt are identical twins. I'm a fraternal twin, but my mom and my aunt are identical twins. And my mom one time, my dad and we're, we're having dinner. And my mom, we, my dad answers the phone and goes, Oh, okay. All right. And he, and my mom's like in the bathroom or something. And my dad says, Oh, Lori, when, uh, when your mom gets out of the bathroom, let her know that Kathy is in the hospital because she had like appendicitis or something. Right. And so I go, Wait, 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 wait. wait. (laughs) (laughs) We have, again, per usual, we have a lot to unpack. There's dad, get to it. Stop. Your dad answers the phone. Hello? Yes. Okay, that's great. All right, thanks. Hey, Laura, I got to go do something. Tell your mom, who's in the same house as I am and in the bathroom, that her sister's in the hospital with an appendicitis. He had to leave. He had to leave. He had to go. I think he had to go somewhere. But Lori, his sister-in-law, his wife's twin sister is in the hospital. Yeah. He had to leave. He had to go somewhere. She was fine. She was in the hospital. And this There's relates to sugar and spice how? No. So, oh, yeah. so anyway, so, so my dad says this, right? And so, and the bathroom's not that far from the living room. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty close. Like, I can hear, when I'm in the bath, I can hear them talking. So my mom comes out and just goes, I have a weird oh. feeling that something's wrong with Kathy. That's hilarious. And I was like, yeah, she has appendicitis. You heard, did you hear? She goes, oh, that's She what, could okay. feel the pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you heard it from the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You didn't have this feeling. You weren't like telepathically, you know. So yeah, they, they used to do that all the time. Nathan, any other points? Just on sugar and spice. I'm starting to think I'd like them a lot more if they were actually competing as a pair, like as one person, because they yeah. are doing the same looks. Like they're yeah. doing this like twin look where like, it feels like kimono gate every time because sugar will walk out and then spice will walk out and the same thing, but a little bit different. So if yeah. they were competing as one person, I think I'd enjoy that more. Not a bad point. I also would like it to see a little more competitive nature. I would yes. love it if like spice just threw sugar under the bus a couple of times. Like, I think that would be great. I don't think they will. No, no, they love each other too much. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the rest of the episode. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right, I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race, the last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you, I don't because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And I this 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 sits on me on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this so you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors by the way, big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy. Tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race.
are back. By the way, there was some speculation on the Discord. What do you guys think of this? Because you know that commercial constantly comes up where it's from from the show uh, saying like that podcast with. Has anyone listened to that podcast with Alec Mappa and who's the other person on it? Uh, Squirrel Friends oh, podcast. Sh- it's like Alec yeah, Mappa and I can't remember who the other one is. I know who it is. I like both of them. Yeah, but I just can't. It's think a comedian. Of the-, the one who said. Remember anyway. She um that it says the only official RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast, and they felt they were some people. Lonnie Love, Lonnie Love, yeah, who she's very funny. Yeah, I've actually, I love her. Yeah, very very yeah. funny. But um, but if I want to listen to someone with like no drag knowledge mouth, I'll listen to this program. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think some people are speculating that's World of Wonders' way of differentiating their show from our show that we're not an official? Drag Race Recap Podcast. Oh, you reckon? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I think it's official. Official yeah. for me. I don't think anyone's should... listening to this thinking we're the official ones since we rag yeah. on the show so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you should change your name to the OG. <laughs> we should name, I should change Afterthought Media's name to World of Wanda. Yeah. Yeah. World of Wanda. Yeah. And then do like the real gaze of, you know... Uh, of Palm Springs, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's do the infomercial recording. The three teams hit the set with director Michelle Visage to record their infomercials. Team Leftovers takes an improv approach. Sasha Colby from Tech Team Anitra stumbles on her lines, and Team Amethyst fails to make Michelle laugh. Nathan, let's start with you about everything that happened in this recording. Any big thoughts there? Uh, not a big fan of Michelle being director again. I don't know why they keep pushing her on. Like, can we not get a guest or someone to help? Yeah. But no. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point I laughed because Jax was saying that like, oh, my, my group had a lot of big personalities. So we had to deal with that. But I think looking at the three groups, their group had like the least amount of personalities. What do you think on that? I think it was a fat joke. <laughs> I think oh, you reckon? You know, the, actually a big fat personality. Yeah. yeah. We had big, we had big personalities because they both had, um, uh, mistress and then, uh, Foxy on there. Foxy. So, yeah. But based on. <laughs> or whatever her name is. <laughs> what was her, what is her name? Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. Oh, oh. So, uh, the only personality that we saw that was kind of big, cause Malaysia and, uh, Mistress seemed to behave for the most part. Yeah, they were reserved. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. Jax. Yeah. Yeah. You know, before and after, before he's like, I'm gonna take over. And then afterwards, he was like, if anyone wants to know, I wrote this. Like, I don't know that I'd be taking the credit for this. I wouldn't. I would not brag about it. Uh, Lori, what, what were your thoughts here on this whole filming thing? Horrible. I mean, why don't they do like a tie-in if they have an official podcast? Why don't they have Alec Mappa and Lonnie Love mm-hmm. be ju- be the directors oh, and actually you're right. try and give you're right like good comedy like ideas also what was it with michelle versace did she take a downer before yes. she came did she mainline heroin it's like somebody told her her sister was in the hospital with an appendicitis yeah yeah like- she was just it, it was like she her and the camera person were having a side conversation because she would just be like oh, yeah. this isn't gonna start well this is not going it's like can you enunciate yeah you know you're on television and she she had no i love how at the end she goes she tells uh sasha colby oh when i gave you direction what direction do it over yeah. like that <laughs> that was the direction like it was like it was like do it over you can do better than that. Yeah. She's the, wor- I mean, she's like a wet mop. Like, like even, even in filming or even doing filming, you need people there who are going to be like receptive and be like, okay, that was funny. Here's how we can do. She in no way did that. And so to me personally, look, the sketches were not that great, right? But they could have been better had they had a good director. And she basically like, torpedoed any chance of those scenes doing any better than they could have been. I was so frustrated. So that was, we, I think we kind of talked about team leftover. So like, yeah. So Jack said he was the leader, but then he's like, I don't know what's going on. Well, then you're not a very good leader, Jax, are you? No. And improv in, while you're filming isn't, does no. not never, rarely ever plays. No. You need to improvise earlier to when you're writing it down so you can figure out what the game of the scene is what's the funny part what can i add what can and then maybe when you're filming you can if you have a line or something that you want to say you can go okay maybe i'll try saying this line but you never you never improvise entire things yeah 
the day of. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Which was the name of, by the way, Lori's improv group. Uh, let's go to <laughs> where we filmed, where we filmed everything day yeah. of. So team know. Anitra, by the way, Marsha says, Marsha, I love, I love this. Remember, Michelle Visage is the director. Marsha says, she was like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Mar-? And Marsha says to her, I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> you're talking to the fucking director. I think the director needs to know what yeah. you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give away too much. Well, I kind of need to know. I thought that was so funny because, yeah, it was definitely like she was like, it's a secret. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's not going to be for long. Yeah. And yeah. it's not going to be, it's going to be awkward when it happens. And that's the one with Sasha Colby where Sasha Colby flubs in line and, and Michelle's like, do it again. You can do it better yeah. than that. And then it's like, they're trying to make it seem like Sasha Colby's sucking. And meanwhile, they're like, oh, she was amazing. She was great. And you're like, once again, the lies. Yeah. Well, that's another thing that frustrates me is that they will do that where they, they show somebody flubbing a line or messing up and they, that's like a bad thing. It's like, it happens. Mm-hmm. People flub their lines. They mess, they forget stuff. Ner- everyone has nervous energy. That's the, the, the name of the game. But they were making it seem like, you know, Sasha Colby was like, you know, basically shitting on stage. And of course, M- Michelle Visage was just like, all right, go again, but this time try to be better. Yeah, Michelle was in the mood. Nathan, let's go to yeah. Team Amethyst, Nathan. Nathan, did you have any thoughts on them? But when Princess Poppy was like, I wrote this. Oh, yeah, Princess Poppy was doing the most. And yeah. I feel like it really backfired on her throughout this episode. Yeah. And But, you know, I hated Amethyst last week and in the Meet the Queens, but I didn't think she was that unfunny with the with the gagging on the the guy's crotch slash banana oh really i thought it was very unfunny you know i i thought there was humor in just like pulling a face and not saying anything and barely pulling a face (laughs) yeah (laughs) Lori, you were saying something what were you saying Lori? so dirty comedy is hard because a lot of people a lot of new comedians a lot of people who are not very funny or or don't understand comedy will go directly to uh, uh, dirty acts or dirty comedy to get that like wow factor. And that's not a laugh. That's just like a, oh, look, I'm sucking a dick mm-hmm. or I'm, you know, I'm going deep throating a banana. Um, and dir- dirty comedy sort of has to be earned. You know, it has to be, you have to work up to it. And I, I felt like they never, they didn't earn it. They just did it in weird spots that were never really fully, the game wasn't fleshed out. There was never, it sort of was just like left to flounder. And so, yeah, I didn't think it was, I thought they did a poor well, job. Also, the Amethyst thing made no sense. Like, I'll give you a good example of kind of what she was doing, kind of, that it's corny, but made sense. Like, there used to be a sitcom in the 70s that was pretty dirty for its time called Three's Company. And it was always the same fucking joke, right? It would be like Jack and Chrissy are putting up a shower r- curtain in the bathroom, right? And the doors closed and the landlord, Mr. Roper would come over and he'd hear them. And, you know, they, maybe it was like, with the scene that we see is that it's hard to reach and they're going, uh, uh, and then, um, and then Jack would say, you know, talking about the, the shower curtain rod, like pull it. And she's like, it won't come out, you know, or something <laughs> like that. And then Mr. Roper would make this stupid face going like, Whoa, uh, what am I hearing? You know, but at least there was a logic yeah. to the scene. They're putting up a shower curtain, Mr. Roper's mishearing. And there you go. This one, what is the logic here? She's kneeling in yeah. front of a pit crew guy and eating a banana? Why? Yeah. yeah, that makes no sense. And also holding on to his thighs and <laughs> pushing, pulling her, like, like, there, what is the, what are we misreading? Unless here? she was like, unless that's like a new thing where you suck a dick while you're also sucking on a banana. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But I mean, the the Three's Company never made sense. I don't understand why that landlord was so invested. No, I'm not, it in... didn't make sense. But at least there was a logic to it. Yeah, you know, this one there's no logic. You're you're literally the pit crew guy is in front of you. You are holding the back of his thighs and shoving your face back and forth motion. Yeah, onto him, and then you're gagging on a banana. Why would the why would this any of this be happening? Nathan, go ahead. Well, uh, he was probably holding the banana. And okay. I feel like I was on board with it already because have you guys been to like a sex show in Amsterdam? Yeah, all the time. Oh, yeah. We're, I, I'm constantly there. <laughs> yeah. Which one did you go to, Nathan? Yeah. Um, 
I can't remember the name of it, but it had like an elephant out the front, like the pink elephant or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, trunks. Oh, trunks. Yeah, trunks. trunks. <laughs> well, I went yeah. and I got pulled up on stage. Like I, oh, I was wow. on a Contiki tour. Well, that wasn't where the elephant got embarrassed, yeah. Lori. When when Nathan <laughs> came out, the elephant was like, "Yeah, I'm out of a job later." Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But long story short, that's not what the elephant said. <laughs> yeah. He curled his trunk. Yeah. He was like, he curled his trunk and he just like felt his trunk and he was like, yeah. I'll never, I'll never yeah. match. I'll never match up to that. Yeah. So, uh, a, a performer put a banana in her vagina and then we all had to take a bite. And so I was the last one to take a bite and then she like clamped her thighs on my head and like I was trapped in there. So I, I've had a banana out of a vagina. So I got it. You know, I didn't have that mental block. By the way, Princess Poppy was like, I wrote all these jokes. I'm like, why are you? This was the worst of the three. This was the worst yeah. one. Why would you brag also, about this? It's an acting. Cha- like, they're filming. It's an acting. They're acting. They're, it, that's the challenge. It's not a writing challenge. Yeah. At the end, it doesn't go like, oh, here, we're, we're going to make you safe because you wrote it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an acting challenge. Yeah. They all overthought it. Like, it was queer afterlife and then for the leftovers we're doing the good place where it's like heaven for a straight girl hell for them and it's like just do hell just do hell yeah, yeah. or like just right. do heaven and they you're right and they're all like oh we need queer icons in heaven and then they were naming all these celebrities that are still alive and i'm like do, yeah. do these queens think these people are dead like do they think beyonce's dead well that's because that's what they do they're like you know like so lucy was like i don't care what happens i gotta do dolly she even said that she goes like if I don't get to do my joke, I'm gonna be real pissed. Yeah. And you're like, and your joke with a, a, a okay Dolly Parton? Like, why would Dolly Parton be there? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I agree with you, but the Dolly Parton was the best part of that whole bit. It actually, I mean, right? As, that, I don't. It, as sad as it was, I feel like they should have added more Dolly Parton. I mean, it makes no sense. Yeah. but it was like that's the best part. All right. Did we cover so. this whole rehearsal filming thing? Yeah, the rehearsals went for two seconds, and we've talked about it for a lot longer. Yeah. All right, it's Elimination Day, and the queens get ready for the runway. Sugar wants everyone to cut loose and have fun. Jack scripted her group herself, and Malaysia Baby Doll Fox and Mistress Isabel Brooks share their religious trauma. Well, there's no one better to go first when talking about religious trauma than one Lorian K. Roggenkamp. Lorian, any thoughts on this Elimination Day? I feel like the, um, I kind of liked how the, uh, Fox, uh, Baby doll, Fox. Yeah, Foxy. Mm -hmm. I liked how she sort of, you know, opened up and talked about her, you know, religious experience and how she identified and then still struggled. Mm -hmm. Because I still think that's definitely a still an issue in the, in, with the gay community, especially with, you know, men, especially with black men is, you know, you come, there's very religious families Mm -hmm. and they have, you know, and, that is an issue. So yeah, I thought it was great that she opened up about it. I didn't really see anything wrong with it. I, I, I like this part where the Queens get to open up with each other and they share parts of their lives mm-hmm. and their experiences. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I liked it. All right, Nathan. I didn't like it. It went too long. And this mm-hmm. Jax I find is so annoying because she says like, Oh, since this challenge was based around religion, does anyone identify as religious? And then she didn't even listen to mistress and baby doll have that big <laughs> conversation. She was on the other side of the room. Is that shocking anyone? <laughs> she just got fed the line. She said it and then she checked out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that sugar faked out the cameraman and the director in that the cameraman was filming sugar and spice have a conversation about what happened and sugar start her face started to uh go into like she's gonna start crying and she, she didn't cry she went like yeah anyway did anyone see the the newest episode of and you're like and i'm like oh because and then you see the camera zoom in on her because the camera sees that she, she was, she was, cameraman got a hard on they told me they told me I'm not funny, and I was like, "Anyone know where the lip liner is?" And you're like, oh, <laughs> "That was a big nothing." And it goes zoom. You feel the zoom go in, and then she's like, "Anyway, what are you gonna wear?" And I was like, "Oh, she that was great." Them. They actually used it in the promo, though. They were smart. I go, "Wow, this is gonna make it look like she's crying." That was great. Yeah. I like that. She didn't cry. Like those girls have emotions. Um. All right. Any other thoughts on Elimination Day? All right, let's. T- we're going to actually do things a little backwards. Let's actually. They did the looks first, and then they did 
the videos. Uh, but let's do the videos first, the queer after. Uh, and let's go through them one by one. The first ones that they did were t- uh, Team Anitra is the first group that they did. That's the one where it was Sasha Colby and she kept break- keeps breaking her neck. What were your thoughts on that, Lori? This one was the most coherent and had the most uh, logic. And it was still very confusing. Mm-hmm. The go- Sasha Colby played God, yeah. right? Who's up in heaven, who's doing a promotion, but she has to kill herself every single time she wants to cut to another scene yeah. and break her own neck. So she has to kill. So she's God mm-hmm. almighty, but she has to die yeah. to move to like, it, it made no sense. And then at the end, you find out that it's not heaven. It's Palm Springs. That's that's just the whole bit is that, oh, well, we just move all the all the queens to Palm Springs. And then it said palm springs where queens go to die so they're not dead yet so it's really just like a palm springs is like the purgatory and then heaven is well, something i think else. the joke is there's a, a double joke because palm springs is where old gays go to retire it's a very gay city but it's also very old uh nathan you know there's a lot of like sort of i feel like uh hype about palm springs is that a place you would like to visit when you came out here nathan I'd love to actually. Like, why is that? I'm curious. Just because I've heard so much about it, about how fun it is. Mm -hmm. Like drag brunches, pools, desert Mm -hmm. weather, great fun. Um, Well, I liked the button about Palm Springs. I thought that was like at least some sort of narrative sense in a way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I just loved how Sasha was holding that giant fish bowl of like wine, that Mm glass, that giant glass of wine. Like that's just like a comical prop. Whereas yeah. I don't think yeah. any of the queens had anything funny. And uh, did you notice, like, um, Lux was in this this in this in scene? I thought she faded into the background completely, but she ended up being in the top for her little therapist scene. Well, yeah, yeah I know. I didn't get that. That's, well, it, unfortunately, you know, we have these short episodes, which is fine. There's just no narrative arc for her in this episode, but she probably did well. You know? I thought it was funny that callback about Marsha wearing, like, just enough makeup. That was funny about it, but I yeah. I forgot she was in the scene. And then when she was in the yeah. top, I was like, what? Yeah. Well, you know, for me, this is the only video of the three that had a narrative structure, had a story. They basically took like a Christmas carol, right? And they just mm. did it, but like gay afterlife. Um, the neck bit, RuPaul was like dying, but they did like this. Cr- it, it was weird. It's like they did this crunch thing. And then all of a sudden it was. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, it's not that funny. And then she'd break her neck again and be like. (laughs) (laughs) And. And in the next two videos, there was nary a titter. Like. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Uh, And then. uh, But, you know, I actually think I feel like I've seen that either on Drag Race before or some sort of like uh, viral video. By the way, we still got a week a look over there and multiple times. I was like, oh, not with this fucking bit again. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. They recycled a lot of like, yeah. old, like they said, look over there. And they, I mean, honestly, this was the best one. And yeah. I feel like if you put this in another, if you put this in like season eight, this would have been the worst one. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Next we have Team Amethyst. Um, I actually, I'll be honest with you. I'm not trying to be shady. I don't really, I didn't, like this, the first one I understood I could follow, I really couldn't follow the other two. That that didn't make any sense. Nathan, let's start with you. Team Amethyst, uh, the one with the gagging on the banana. Yeah, so the one thing I liked was that uh, Lucy didn't sing as Dolly, so that's Mm -hmm. a saving grace. And that's that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. Dolly Parton should have narrated this. She should have been the narrator. Like how Sasha Kobe was the narrator. She should have been the one. She should have been yes. introducing everyone. Well, was, and- was Lucy the, the narrator at the beginning? There was some sort of weird voice. No. It was just... I, I don't know who it was, but it wasn't... Uh, yeah, I, I Well, it wasn't know. Dolly Parton. They dipped in and out Lucy, of narrative wasn't. structure. I almost wonder... Hear me out. Yeah. Hear me out. I wouldn't be surprised, I'll say, is if it was Dolly Parton, but Lucy's impression relies on the visual and when you don't have the visual you just hear like a really annoying high-pitched voice 
So like, mm-hmm. if it was mm-hmm. like that, could be it. Hi, everybody, it's me. And you're like, ooh, is that Carol Channing or what's going on? <laughs> well, I guess Carol Channing. I guess this one is just doing her own thing right here. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, hello, whatever. Hello, nice man. Yeah. Hello, nice man. This is Carol Channing. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, you know what we were up here in heaven? Uh, when I when I do my thing, the guys just come over here and bite off my clit. <laughs> so I I feel like the bit of this of this one was that like all these things that you like to do, like getting your, you know, getting your, getting pampered, getting a facial, were all sexual innuendos. So like, you got a facial and it was just a man, you know, spraying douche water on you. I yeah. didn't understand. Yeah, that, that wasn't either of the terms that facial yeah. can be. Yeah. And so I don't know. As a, as a lesbian, mm-hmm. so I, maybe I'm not. I'm not a gay man. I think I've made that clear. What? Um and. I mean, do you guys feel like if your your heaven would be going to a place where you're just constantly being like getting a hot load in the face? Yeah. Uh, and then finally, team leftovers. Um, your thoughts here, Lori, on team leftovers? Okay, so this one is we're gonna have to unpack. So this one is so the drag queens mm-hmm. are doing an infomercial. Yeah. For for basic, essentially basic bitches, mm-hmm. basic queen, drag queen fan bitches, yeah. to go to their heaven, which is a drag queen purgatory, yeah. where they are constantly having to interact with these basic bitches. But they want you to come. They want you to call them. Yes. But they are in purgatory and they're doing things that they hate mm. and, that, and they're being punished for it. But they want you, they want these basic bitches to come. Yeah, that's a good point. They're making an ad to go to something that they, I think they even described it as their hell. Like they're in hell. It's, yeah. But it would be your heaven. You should come to this, even though in theory, because we hate interacting with you, mm-hmm. we don't yeah. want you there. It's, but the thing that's, that's so frustrating is like, so they had this thing. I think they called it dragatory yeah. or something. Oh, yeah, they, you're right. It, it was the, it was purgatory, right? Mm-hmm. So purgatory is not hell. Purgatory is, and I, I maybe, maybe I'm nitpicking, mm-hmm. but purgatory is the, essentially the middle space, the, the very like, it's, it's a nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just the middle level, uh, before you go to hell, right? Mm-hmm. It's decide if you go to heaven or hell. Yeah. So in purgatory, you're not do- necessarily doing things that you hate. You're not being tortured. It's just not anything good. It, you're, it's nothing. So, it, they could have had jokes where it's like here on in Dragatory, everyone's safe every episode mm-hmm. or something. Oh, that's where good. it's like you're not losing or you're not, you know. So there's like there's jokes on the table that they could have had if they had done it where it's like this is Dragatory, mm-hmm. but instead it was like a it was like this onion where it was like it's not Dragatory, it's Dragatory, but it's it's kind of like he- Drag Queen Hell, but it's really basic bitch heaven, and it was just like what why. <laughs> Lori was talking so much I broke my neck yeah (laughs) Uh, what about you Nathan I agree with Lori it was too it was too meta they were trying Mm -hmm. too much and I just kept thinking why do all of these people have jobs in the afterlife Mm -hmm. is what what's the economy of the afterlife why good point Mm -hmm. Uh, I was gonna say that once again sugar did that glitch face the one I opened that if you're a hot Mm. attractive person to you being funny and silly it's closing one eye, and, and that's funny. That was going to be well, her Beyonce. Yeah. She did it They're hoodwinking too. all the gays. I was yeah. on Twitter, and I saw so many people be like, oh, sugar, eight. And I was like, eight what? Um, also, they go like, the, they had Mr. I think it was either Malaysia or Mrs. Baby Doll, one of the fat ones, was like, you got to lip sync for your life. And then Jax and somebody else did not lip sync. They just danced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just danced. They just danced. And then they were like, you have to do it over and over again. And it was like, yeah, maybe because they haven't lip synced yeah. yet. Maybe that's why. Maybe they need to do the that. The one thing I will say, and this shows how everything was like, you do this scene, you do this scene, you do this scene, but there was no cohesive, no cohesion. That last bit was pretty good. Where they go to the, um, 
that was the best bit of the thing where they go to the meet and greet and they were all playing. They were all, like they had uh, baby doll fox was silky nutmeg ganache and Mr. Isabel Brooks was Eureka. Somebody was Shangela and then somebody was um, whoever says look over there Jada Essence Hall and um, that was kind of funny and they were like all right bye we hate you but we asked you to come here yeah. That was okay. But then they were like, and then call, call us. Like, why? <laughs> you literally just showed <laughs> that you hate us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go over to the looks. Um, we're going to briefly talk about the looks. Nathan, I have to personally apologize to you. Last week I was joking. Lori <laughs> 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 just broke her own neck. L- last week I have to apologize. Last week I was joking when I said... You said, oh, we're not going to talk about the looks. Or you talked about the looks. And I said something along the lines of like, like you stay in your lane. Christian doesn't come here and talk about the show or something. And I felt, even when I listened back, I'm all, oh, that sounded really serious and cunty. But I was being funny. No, that's fine. But in preparation, I did not write notes on the looks for this one. That's (laughs) fine. You didn't have to. But were any looks that you remember that you wanted to talk about? I thought Sasha's was good. I really enjoyed that. And I just loved how Mistress had this big chain for no reason. Yeah. Like, just how so funny. stupid. I like that. Um, so that's what I liked. Yeah. Lori? Yeah. Why did you wear that chain, Joe? That was weird. <laughs> I. <laughs> Wait. Why is Detox here? I don't know why detox showed up hey Lori, go ahead i like the looks I, I i thought they were all you know creative and fun the one thing i didn't understand was time the way poppy oh. was <laughs> the way poppy was walking did she have to walk that way because of her dress or was she walking that way just because that's how she walks like it just seemed like she was kind of drunk poppy either got a really bad edit or she just is an idiot and is unlikable as a person both can be true like, why yes. was she always flipping people off? That's her thing. That she's popping the, she's popping the middle finger. So I gotta huh. tell you something here. I actually think sugar and spice looked really good on the runway. However, however, and maybe this is a longer conversation for bring it to the runway with Robert and Christian, where Christian will actually fight me on this. The entirety of RuPaul's Drag Race is not the looks. Anybody can buy the looks, you know, you, especially these queens. They have the money to pay for a designer to do it and, and whatnot. And also and they do sick makeup, but that's not the entire show. But they did look fantastic. Well, on Sugar and Spice, like, yeah, they look amazing, but mm-hmm. they're just doing brat style looks every week. So, yes. like, we've already... Runway number one, Marsha got a talking to, other girls mm-hmm. got a talking to about padding, and I just think, yeah. how long are they going to get away with just being a doll? I don't know. I don't know. Well, the, they they look great because they 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 look great. I mean, they're attract they're yeah, attractive. That's the thing. So they're yes. going to look great in drag. That's very true. That is very very true. I mean, it's like uh, what was the queen from season seven? I think Valentina. I mean, she she was great because she looked great and she had flawless outfits so i think it's like one well, yeah well that was a thing too with um what's her name uh the australian one from season six courtney courtney act that was the thing she didn't have to put on a lot of makeup she just naturally looked beautiful and just did a touch of this and that and and that was it. and she had great looks but that's not the whole show and i think i want to see how they are when they're individually having to perform all right uh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. The category this week on the looks was Metallica. Let's moving on. On the main stage, RuPaul named Sasha Colby the winner of the challenge and places Princess Poppy and Amethyst in the bottom two, forcing them to face off in a lip sync battle for their lives. The song Ain't No Mountain High Enough by Diana Ross. In the end, Amethyst wins a lip sync and Princess Poppy is told to sashay away, leaving 14 queens in the competition. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Let's start with our special guest, Lori. Lauren, did you have any thoughts on the lip sync on anything? That, uh, have any notes been given that you haven't given yet? Yeah, the one thing I loved how uh, uh, Jax was saying, oh, you know, I had written all this stuff. And RuPaul was like, I don't remember you saying in line. What lines were yours? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just totally calling her out. She's like, well, a lot of my st- stuff got shelved because girls kept improvising. Yeah. Well, then she should improvise. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, I also loved how Poppy was like, going into the crowd and like look at all these girls it's like yeah they're here like what i don't understand (laughs) like 
you can go into the crowd and do and i mean i don't know if rupaul hates that but Mm -hmm. i it's like do it but have a fun bit with it don't just be like i can't believe i'm here with the girls (laughs) that i've been doing a show with this entire week (laughs) well i thought it was so weird in that moment how they were like oh you can do that for any other song but this is diana ross and i just thought it was weird to justify that like Mm -hmm. because i thought Poppy was a more enjoyable lip sync to watch and I would have saved her over Amethyst, but they're all like, oh, but, but it was Diana Ross. Yeah. Well, look, I don't agree with the Diana Ross part, but I am sick of drag queens pointing to their vagina. <laughs> Just sick of it. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's fun. I don't like it, you know, and uh, I'm not laughing. Lori, what do you think? Uh, I, I, <laughs> I can't point to my vagina because the camera doesn't go up this high or the, go down that low. Uh, no, I was right. <laughs> I'll zoom out that wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a wide vagina, uh, Lori? That's a good question. I do. I have you a do? very wide. I have a wide vagina. Yeah. Is that a common it thing? Because I've heard of that. Right knee, and it uh, ends near my uh, <laughs> my my left titty. Mm-hmm. No, I. Uh, I mean, I think. I don't know. I'm a big girl, so I feel like I have a big everything. Mm-hmm. I have a big vagina. I have a big. I don't know. You know. I, yeah, I don't know much about vaginas, but I didn't realize that was linked. Well, if you're talking like the, this is going to show you how much I know. If you're talking like the, the, uh, hole, no, it's not very wide. But if you're talking like the actual, like, you know, fupa and everything, that's it. That's big. What's a fupa? Yeah, the, it's like the upper, uh, part that dra- drapes over the vagina. I think I went to high school with her. Yeah. A fupa? I don't even that know her. Fat- Fat upper pussy area is what it what it stands for. Oh, so it's not an actual term. No. Okay. Um, one thing I also thought was funny was that uh, when they gave her uh, uh, when they gave Amethyst critiques about her nose, and then RuPaul says, "I'm a nose queen," and meanwhile her nose is a little button <laughs> contoured to next Sunday. So I was like, and she's they're trying to tell her to accentuate. Although I do think that Amethyst does have a great nose. I wish I had her nose. I wish I had my my nose. I feel like is is a a weird nose. So, yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's all. Yeah, my I thoughts. identify as a big nose gal too. But if like when Michelle was like, "I love your nose," and I love your nose, and Amethyst was like, "You guys don't have to keep like gassing up my nose." She doesn't believe in the compliments about a nose, and I sort of agree with her there. Like, you don't have to do that. Well, there's like a level of um, compliments that are kind of I feel like are a little not necessarily backhanded because they're not saying a diss but they just feel like almost i don't want to say woke but just socially they feel like they need to be said you know i feel like it's yeah. sometimes when the it's like, i when, love your like, giant beak nose it's like okay thank you yeah it's like you know when people say like oh you look beautiful your your face is so beautiful i'm so proud of you for it and it's like okay i'm just Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week. Oh, by the way, Lori, do you have any uh, plugs? Bloody Podcast, uh, at Lori, you liar, on Instagram. And uh, I have a podcast coming out soon called Case Sensitive with two friends of mine. So take, uh, keep Where'd an you eye find out for two that. Friends? I'll be posting that on... <laughs> well, I had to task grab yeah. it. I had to... <laughs> <laughs> i had to i have to pay them 25 dollars an hour it's getting pricey so all right well anyway be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss dissect and deconstruct each brand new episode of rupaul's drag race season 15 so for uh, Lori and K. Roggenkamp, Nathan Brown, and myself. Sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia or email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. 
For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts. The first is Breaking Down Bad Books, and the other is Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. You can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Alex S. Anonymous. April Pacheco. Astute Girl. Brad Coley. Carter McKinnon. Karina Williamson. Deckhead. Devin McKay. Doofus Maximus. E. Smith. Elizabeth Timmer. Emma. Humble Pie. J. Thomas Plank. Jesse Harris. Lauren Eckert. Lucy Carrasco. Luke Stamen. Mike Yeager. Nicholas Springham. Nikki Baker. Poppy Woods. Ricardo Herrera. Robert NYC. Sarah Yu. Tom Bombs. Travi Cosmos. Troy Anderson. Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race.